and stay up to date with the latest teachings from HCBC, as well as stay abreast of the happenings in beautiful Junction, Texas. Today we are going to be covering a sermon from a series we did this summer called Profile. Specifically, this sermon is based on Christians being biblically rooted and what that looks like for our church. So stay tuned. Hope you enjoy. Uh, For those who are maybe listening, welcome to the podcast that is yet to be named. And uh, this is a follow-up for um, John's sermons that we went through this summer um, based on our series Profile. And um, so basically what, we, what John accidentally did was um, delete some of them, but that's okay. Um, so now we're going to talk about them, though, and it may give us a good conversation format to, to kind of follow up and see, see, what that, see what that does. So I think one of the, the first one that uh, is somewhere lost in cyberspace is, mm-hmm. is biblically rooted. Is that yes, right? That's a, yes, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So what, what, what is the premise behind... Well, first, let's kind of review just the premise of the whole series. Like, you know, the whole series, I guess, in a nutshell, is really just about identifying the qualities and the characteristics that we should want to be, um, like, want to represent us as Christians. Because a lot of of times, I think we we either slip into some, like, um, harmful or sinful tendencies or, like, the flesh or or we just don't try hard enough to overcome any of the negative perspectives that people have of us in the world. Um, and, and so, like, even in a small town, Christianity is not always looked upon very favorably. Right. You know, and so it's, you know, part of our gospel mission is to, you know, win back some ground that we've not, and when I say we, I mean general Christian we Basically have church. lost yeah, uh, along the way. So um, anyway, that's what we're doing. But yeah, Biblically Rooted was, was week two um, that got lost somewhere mm-hmm. as I deleted it somehow. Um, and, and so the scripture was in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And it's one that like I grew up memorizing. Mm-hmm. And but but as I memorized it and, and we were taught it over and over again, whether it was in church or Bible college, it's like like this is a verse that uh, encourages like encourages this whole um, you know the inerrancy of Scripture and it's you know inspired by God, which is great and fine. That's good theology, you know. But when I read this, I I try to look at it in terms of like the the practical aspect of it. Like okay. so, how committed should we be then to the Scriptures? Because what I what I've seen a lot is that people uphold the scriptures as inerrant and infallible and perfect and without error and all those theological right answers, but then they still don't let it actually shape their lives, Mm. you know? And so it's like very pharisaical to just say, well, I know the scriptures and I believe it's from God. And then like we almost idolize it, but then we don't actually let it influence how we live our lives. And so that's kind of what the premise was behind this sermon um, from Second Timothy is is if we if we regard it as something from God, then it should then impact how we're living our lives and um, and you know not only should we know what it says, but then know how to apply it okay. to our lives as well. So gotcha. yeah. Uh, so let me read the scripture. Second uh, Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Um, so, like I said, that's something that, you know, was kind of ingrained, like the whole, the first part, all scripture is breathed out by God, mm-hmm. you know. I think that 
we can easily find agreement on that subject right, right there. Um, but we then we just kind of forget about the rest of it, right? right. So, so those four areas were what I really wanted to focus on um, during that sermon, and that was just profitable for teaching, uh, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And that part is especially, like the whole training in righteousness thing, like that means it, it has some kind of an impact on the righteousness that we're expressing in our daily lives. Um, so anyway, yeah. Cool. Man, well, yeah, I didn't know if, um, if, if, if we want to, and we'll just kind of figure that this out as we go, but if we wanted to um, have you just essentially re-preach the sermon and just kind of go through yeah. your talking points and things like that, or if we want to say, okay, um, let's not do that at all, let's, let's, let's just talk about it, or if we want to do a mixture and you kind of bring up the points of your sermon and sure. then we kind of sidebar on a lot of that stuff. Yes, yeah, I think um, that's a good idea. Okay, so let's, let's do it that way. So if you want to just bring up kind of the points that you kind of made that Sunday and then yeah. um, we will we, we'll maybe, maybe rabbit hole a couple times if, if you want to and right. um, kind of go from there. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, you know, we... As, as Christians, like, it's easy for us to find agreement on doctrinal things. And I think we have to be really careful that we're not just seeing our faith as just a set of doctrines, mm-hmm. but that we're also seeing it as a practice, you know, mm-hmm. and that we're, we're living out our faith. And so as I think as, as Paul writes this scripture, like, he's encouraging these believers, encouraging Timothy to encourage these believers um, to, to grow in their faith and to grow towards maturity, right? And so, like, in verse 17... He says there, like the whole purpose of this, so, so all scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable. Mm-hmm. And then 17 says like, so that the man of God or the woman of God may be competent and may be equipped for every good work. So like the end goal uh, of the scriptures um, application in our lives is that we would be growing to maturity mm-hmm. and develop as believers and as disciples and that we would be equipped for every good work. So we would know how to live in righteousness, and so you know those those four things I think are supposed to lead to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so point number one was that it's profitable for teaching. I think we get that, you know. So, and, and I and I, I think what happens is that when we focus right there and we put a lot of emphasis on that, like that's a good thing. But I think what what can tend to happen is that uh, people can kind of misconstrue like what we're saying with that, like mm-hmm. you know. So it's like we leave it at that, like it's profitable for teaching. Period. You know, and then we forget about the other three things. Like, so yes, it's good to give us our doctrine, but a lot of times that doctrine ends up causing us to behave in ways that kind of neglect the other things that Paul says the scripture is for. You know, so I've seen in my own personal experience um, people who have really, really good doctrine in the church, and yet they are jerks. Mm-hmm. You know, or they believe the right things about the Bible, but they don't really care about people, you know. Right. Um, or they like they believe the gospel and they know what Jesus told us in the Great Commission, but that doesn't actually compel them to go share the gospel, mm-hmm. you know. Um, or people who are just like not living right at all, you know, living in sin, but they call themselves Christians and they believe that the Bible is the Word of God, you know. So like, I think that we, if we focus too much on that, then we lose sight of the, the practical aspect of it. Right. So, right. so yes, it's good for it's good for teaching, and we should always like, so so to be biblically rooted is like the theme of this sermon, right? And I think bi- being biblically rooted starts with being rooted in what the Bible teaches, and so mm-hmm. we spend time in the Word of God. Um, we ask God to conform our ways of understanding to His ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we let them change our minds, our hearts about the scriptures, mm-hmm. and we have this value for it 
that is more than just seeing it as God's holy book, but as basically like the guide for like how we conform our lives to Jesus, you know, okay. and let and let God work that out in us. Gotcha. gotcha. And then secondly, for for reproof, um, and so kind of just talking about like the fact that it's it's basically exposing it's it's it exists for the purpose of exposing our sins to us okay. or so our let's, errors. So let's do this then. I had a, I, I had a, a sidebar I wanted to ask you on the mm-hmm. first one. I think it actually may segue to the into the second one. But the one of the I feel like it's the million dollar question. But w- why do you think then that it, we we gather up all this knowledge, which you said it well, is it's you know pharisaical. It's, why do you think that we have all this awesome doctrine and all this you know uh, these ideas and, and and things that we cling to, and yet it and yet it doesn't affect, you know, the way we live. It's almost like you've got this this bank account, you know, mm-hmm. of biblical knowledge that you're just storing and storing and storing and storing and storing, but you're driving a 19, you know, 85 Pinto instead of, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, you're, so, so I guess the, the question, you know, is, is why, do we, why do you think that that doesn't maybe translate over um, to, to the way we live when we have all of this... Yeah, all this knowledge. I think there are a lot of different reasons for that, and I think it depends on the situation. So, but what I see most commonly is number one is just pride. Hey, like yeah. we we feel proud about how much we know, mm-hmm. you know, and and coming from for me, like I'm a preacher, and and I was in Bible college with some people who were like proud to be like Bible scholars, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I think it's easy to just like kind of get puffed up with that proud that that pride of like I know the Bible and I know this truth or whatever, and then. We kind of just we feel comfortable with that. We feel pretty good about ourselves. So that's one reason. Another thing is laziness. Like I feel like, and one of the things that I've always um, feared becoming, or also to be honest with you, like feared, um, like so when I was in Bible college, I remember telling my parents, I don't want to ever like spend my life um, doing ministry with a bunch of spiritually over or biblically overweight Christians who just sit there with their knowledge and are lazy and don't do anything with it. You know. Um, so like, it's like gluttony with, with how much, you know, you know, like you just kind of take it all in and then you don't do anything with it because of laziness or because of, you know, pushing you out of your comfort zone or things like that. And that's part of it too, I think. Um, so, so we, we, we kind of just absorb it all and, and yeah, it, it changes us on the inside. Maybe or it changes our beliefs and things like that. It makes us feel like we're closer to God, but then we're just like, it's almost like a laziness that keeps us from actually doing something about it, you know, mm-hmm. being a doer of, of the word. And then I think another thing is just, especially in American Christianity, we're very individualistic. Mm-hmm. And so we think about us and our personal private relationship with Jesus and, and like, are we right with him? Is he happy with us? And that's all that we care about, you right. know? And so that keeps us from really caring about or, or focusing on um, the people outside of ourselves, either within our church community or our neighborhoods or families, whatever, because we're just so, you know, it's just me and Jesus. It's all of this, mm-hmm. you know? And so as long as I feel like I'm right with him, then that's all there is to it, yeah. you know? And, and then I, can, I think the last, the last thing is just a lack of discipleship, you know? Like, you know, we all know people who, who claim to believe in the Bible and, you know, they have this loyalty, they say, say to the scriptures, but they still live like they're not Christians or they live in sin. And I think just a lack of training and discipleship, you mm-hmm. know, like no one's ever called them out of that or right. walked them out of that. Yeah. It's just, they do what they, what comes naturally. And yeah. when we do that, it's not always what pleases God. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. I know. I think that, you know, one of, one of the deals is, uh, 
you kind of look at Christianity, and I don't I don't know if a lot of the other world religions are like this, um, but you, I can definitely call to mind some images of you know uh, the value of being holy and solitude and, and things like that throughout the spectrum of world religions but the reality is um, and there and there and there's a place for that in Christianity I think there's a place for being on your own and being um, y- you know grounded and rooted and, and having your own time with Jesus but the reality is like Christianity is a is a peopley religion there's not a you know a, a just uh, us Americans are, are very, especially right now, uh, are very anti-people. We're very, um, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, in my house, watching my TV with my family or no one, and just be there. And the reality is that's just not the, it's not the case because Christianity is focused on others, and um, or at least the, at least the um, output of Christianity is focused on, on others. And so whenever you um, it, it's hard to be that way. It's 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 yeah. it's constantly. It's not focused on your own self righteousness, or at least shouldn't be. Um, and and yet we, that's kind of what we want to to do with it is take it and, and and just and just hold it. Yeah. If if we're not allowing ourselves to be around other people, whether they're Christians or not, then we're robbing ourselves of opportunities to put into practice the things that we're learning in Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't live out the gospel. If we just spend time alone, just meeting right. Jesus, right. you know, we can't, you know, I mean, we, we encounter people who are difficult or people who get on our nerves or take an extra dose of love or grace, you mm-hmm. know, and so that's, those are opportunities for us to put into practice the things that the scripture teaches us. Right. And if, so if we isolate ourselves, um, so yeah, there might be times when just kind of like in our own minds, we have to wrestle with things. And so scriptures are put into practice then, but but really, like, so being out and out of our comfort zones and, and going outside of just our own little world, mm-hmm. it challenges us to take what we know about the scriptures and put it and apply it into mm-hmm. everyday context, you know. Um, and that's one of the things that I think we need to just, we need that to be exposed in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where that reproof comes in. Exactly. Like, so we read the scriptures and we see that the Bible challenges us to, to go out and live these things. You know, Paul talks about... Um, different churches who he commended because of how their faith was known among you know around the region, and then there were other churches whose whose failures were known, you know, and so they have we have to go out and, and kind of just spread this like lifestyle, and people will will know that you know kind of by how we're living they'll know how devoted we are to the teachings of scripture, and so you know we have to kind of be pushed that direction, and and that's what reproof is all about, you know? mm-hmm. and then there's correction that third thing. Um, which is just like, so once we realize that we're doing something, you know, or that we're failing to do what God wants us to do with mm-hmm. the scriptures, mm-hmm. um, then he shows us the right way, you know, and so he corrects our path mm-hmm. and and we have to open ourselves up to that too. So if you had to explain what the difference, I mean, you may kind of just did, but but just on a, I'm, I'm someone who takes out a pen when you say, this is the definition of, mm-hmm. what would you say the difference between um, reproof and correction is? I think to put it simply, reproof is just like showing you what you're doing wrong, and then correction is showing you how to fix it. Okay. Um, and and like so, what what would be the correct way to do it then instead? Right. Um, right. So you know, so we get reproof when we read it, and and so we we realize that there's something in us, or we're doing something that doesn't line up with scripture, mm-hmm. and then the correction is okay. So now let's let's do it the right way. Right. And and so and that you know. 
following the life of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus is like an exercise in correction. Like, here's the right way that you should be doing these things, mm-hmm. you know. If anybody was ever devoted to the teachings of Scripture and allowed them to shape their life, that was Jesus, right. you know. And so he shows us the correction or the correct way to let those scriptures be real and influence our daily living. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that's, you know, so, so looking at the scriptures, we look at the gospels also, and like that should govern our lives too, you mm-hmm. know? So I think a good question to ask ourselves is, are, is our, our, our life, is that conforming to the way that Jesus lived and the things that Jesus taught, you know? And I mean, the most simple and basic, but most important commands come from him anyway. You know, mm-hmm. love God above everything else. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like, if we do those things, and the, the rest of it's going to flow, you know. And so that's the correct way to be living, and that's what, I mean, so we look at the scripture, we see that. He shows us where to go, right now. Um, and then the last thing was kind of, so it's kind of similar, but it's training for righteousness. So basically, like, it's like all the all the equipping and all the empowering, all the prep work, you know, mm-hmm. like, so not, not just like showing you what you're doing wrong and then correcting you, but the scriptures give us all that we need for life and for godliness, right. you know? Showing what you're doing wrong and correcting you kind of implies that there was a wrong way that it was done to right. begin with. And then I guess training in righteousness almost seems more like, a, okay, just from square one, from, yes. from ground zero, where do, where, where do we go? There right. doesn't have to be a, maybe an original offense or a, or a wrong way of thinking right. to begin with. This is just a, hey guys, welcome to you know loving people 101. This is how we do this. Exactly. You know, and the scriptures are not like, it's not like a handbook. Like you can flip to the appendix and look for the chapter on relationships or whatever. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, someone could figure all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really just a matter of like, we we apply it to our lives as the Holy Spirit you know shows us where where we need to be you know addressing what areas we need to be addressing, but it's not like a like a guidebook or a handbook you know like, and so it's not like you know we'll find the section on this and then follow chapter two and whatever you know it's mm-hmm. like it's just as as we let as we soak it up and we let it sink in you know like it just begins to affect our hearts right. and then that that heart produces the actions and the words and the right. thoughts and the direction of our lives you know right well and you know i think the the reality is is you're right there's not a there's not a you know part c subsection b mm-hmm. you know refer to this rule here or this yeah. guidance here you know i think that as you read the bible it's it, it's because it's not a textbook. It's it is God's mm-hmm. word to to this world, and so as you read, you become more familiar with God instead of just so. So you're 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 getting to know Him, and so therefore now yes, should you memorize scripture and should you quote specific spots? Of course, because that's that's going to be you know hiding that scripture in your heart is going to become. Um, you know, useful um, for that maybe specific passage because um, maybe directly applicable to what you're going through. But I think at the same at the same time, knowing like you said, there's because there's not a specific. How do I love my friend who's going through this exact mm-hmm. you know situation in life? There's not that passage in the Bible. That doesn't mean that you can't discern God's character right. through reading the scriptures and how He would have handled that based on other things that you see. Yeah. You know, in scripture. Yeah. You know, the psalmist says, you know, he says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. you right. Know? So it's like, 
you, you know, the, the word of God has to affect our inner person also, not just like we memorize it, we know the rules, we know the guidelines, but we, we spend so much time with it and we soak it up that it, it, it just kind of, you know, plants itself in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And so when we're in whatever situation that we're in, it just, it's what's going to come out of us, mm-hmm. you know, so it's going to come to our mind. It's going to come out in our actions and things like that. And, and that's, I think, what we need to be applying ourselves to is not just memorizing a bunch of verses. You know, I talked about this in that sermon, I think that, you know, I spent all my childhood memorizing a hundred verses a year, you know, because I wanted to win Beanie Babies right, in right, Sunday school. Right. And I was like at the top, you know, like it was me and this other girl and we competed every week, you know, right. like who's going to get the Beanie Baby? And it became like this intense competition, yes. which then led to anger and jealousy and things <laughs> like that. And then it didn't end up doing much good for me right. later on in my life, you know, when I was a teenager and things like that. So. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't memorize scripture. We should obviously do that. But it should be it should be causing a change in our hearts mm-hmm. that then influences a change in our actions, right. you know. Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, kind of on that very similar note, you know, it's it's only, the only way we can be biblically rooted is to, to be in scripture mm-hmm. um, consistently. And, and, and I think I, have, I struggle with um, kind of going through you know, PA school and wanting to, to, you know, perfection is the standard and, and that you only have X amount of days to memorize and know this perfectly. Mm-hmm. And you look at something like the Bible and all that it means and the, and the, the deepness of, um, the, the lessons and the, the, not, not only the, the, you know, eschatology and the, the, the apologetics of it and uh, but but the overlying symbolism and um, other things that are in there that I'll never fully know um, it's it's hard for me as a maybe perfectionist mm-hmm. to sit down and and not just be like oh yeah I read that passage in seventh grade I totally remember <laughs> everything about it and um, and and can quote that to you, and it affects yeah. my life still today. And so I'd, I'd say, or at least admit that it, it's difficult to to kind of get get into scripture and just and do it faithfully and know that like it's not a there's not a test at the end and there's not a um, I, I have to memorize all of this and if I didn't then I'm I, I missed you know. Um, yeah, that's why Paul says in that verse that it's profitable. You know, right. like it actually creates a benefit into to our lives, you know, and not only does it just help us to know the character and the heart of God, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it, it changes us on the inside so that we become more like the people that God wants us to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I have this, this really simple definition, I think, of what it means to be biblically rooted, kind of going along with what you're saying. It means that we immerse, so I wrote down here, it means that we immerse ourselves in the scriptures and we devote ourselves to them, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't mean that we use them as just a, a textbook or a theology right, book or right, a doctrine manual. Right, right. And it also doesn't mean that we use them as like, this is our ticket to get God to be happy with us. We, we know what the Bible says, you know. Right. Um, but it's like, this is something that we devote our whole lives to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think one of the best ways that I've heard uh, Christianity, that Christians described by other religions is people of the book, mm-hmm. you know. And so like when people look at us as Christians, they should be able to see that those are people who devote themselves to what the scriptures teach, mm-hmm. you know, not like those are people who are like so glued to their theology and their doctrine and what they interpret the Bible to say, but like they devote themselves to what Jesus actually teaches in the scriptures, right. you know, right. and, and that, 
that's a big part of our, our Christianity. Mm-hmm. It can't mm-hmm. it can't take a back seat, you know, like it has to be one of the central things about what makes us God like God loving and people loving Christians is that we believe the Bible, we live by the Bible, we love it, you know, mm-hmm. we, we value it and we let it alter our lives. Right. Sometimes. Right. Well and I mean yeah, you what kind of stuck with me was that, you know, we were talking about that it's profitable and mm-hmm. I think that one of the um, well, I, a couple quotes that I remember from, from people throughout the years are, uh, you know, some of the most effective men in people's lives have been people who, you know, as they grew up, they realized, like, I mean, everything that came out of this guy's mouth was, was just scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't quoting it back to me, but he was essentially quoting it back to me. Yeah. And, and through conversations and topics and, and life life goals, like, he he was, or life events, he was a... Um, essentially a walking Bible and, and you never knew it. That wasn't the, he wasn't saying, well, you know, he wasn't a Bible thumper. It was just that what poured out of him was a, was, was scripture and, and that, that, those were the most effective people in this person's life. Mm And, um, I remember listening to a sermon one time where um, the the pastor said, you know, I I wish that, because he was, he was referring to another pastor who had been, you know, a, a preacher for, gosh, year I mean 50 years or more and was saying that you know referring back to this guy saying man wouldn't it be nice uh to be like this guy who who continually like gets tripped up on scripture so like he'll he'll Mm -hmm. speak something and as he's quoting scripture he'll be like oh well actually that also reminds me back in this passage it does and and he can't even finish that scripture before he knows where the next reference from that same spot is and just to know it and be familiar with it that well and then and then but then again that goes back to, okay, but does it change your life? Yeah, yeah, that's the key. You know, we can immerse ourselves for the purpose of studying it to memorize it, or we can immerse ourselves for also the purpose of letting it affect how we live. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, so I think we want to be known that way when it comes to raising our kids or loving our, you know, our, in our marriages or our, with our neighbors or our friends. Like we want, we want to be known as people who are influenced and who speak about the Bible and value it, you know? So, you know, today there is like, there are two opposite extremes within Christianity. There are people who are like, you know, the Bible is just a book and we don't need it. We can just kind of make, you know, or there are people who are like, it's, it's like God, you know, like we idolize it and it's like what we believe is right and everyone else is wrong and you're all going to hell, you right. know, like, and we need to kind of like ignore both of those extremes and say, we, we don't have every interpretation right. We, mm-hmm. we can't. You know, we can't know exactly what God means at every little, single point. Um, but we're committing ourselves to studying it and living by it and letting God show us one day what it all means. You know, right. and, and we can try hard to figure it out and get it right. But we're not going to be arrogant about that and, and beat people over the head with it either. You know, right. so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there we go. Biblically rooted Biblically is rooted. part of our profile. Um, as as believers in Jesus who want to make a difference in our world, I like so, it, man. Yeah, that sounds good. Next coming at you at the on the next episode is spirit led. Spirit led. Yeah, that's going to be a, a good one. one. We'll yes, see not one that we think about too much, but it's, right. it's important. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. Until next time.